Good morning, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, good evening, good evening. My name is John Shaquille Poitier Jr. And welcome back to my podcast, Darling, I'm Depressed Again, Don't Tell My Mother, where we discuss mental health and things related to mental health for adolescents, teenagers, university students, college students, high school students, primary school students, all type of students, all type of people. Once you are a person, once you are breathing, we have something for you. Now, each episode, we have a certain word that ties everything together, you know, that really fits the overall spirit of the episode. And the word for this episode is encourage. Encourage. Now, I know what you might be wondering, where am I going with this? Especially with the episode title, I Look to the Hills, right? Now, in case you didn't know, before I begin, that title comes from Psalms 121.1, which says, I will lift up mine eyes under the hills from whence my help cometh, or whence cometh my help. Depends on how you read it. Depends on what version. Okay, we already say that. Now, I'm going to be talking to you all today about how being encouraged saved my life. How it saved my life. So I've spoken before about how I was very depressed when I was in school, extremely depressed, and it was not a really good feeling. I hated feeling like that, and it wasn't something that I wanted for myself. But after putting up with so much for so long and dealing with so much for so long, that just was the case. And, you know, you grow up in a family who tells you things that are completely different from what you're hearing in another place, your family that tells you that you are loved and you are important and that you are here, but you go in another place and it's so radically different that it's, 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 you know, it's shocking. But there is one particular member of my family that I give thanks for, my Auntie Magdalene, my Auntie Maggie, my Annie. We never call her Annie Maggie or Annie Magdalene. We actually call her Annie. My auntie, and I don't think she ever got to know before she passed the role that she played in saving my life, in sustaining my life. And I thank God for the fact that he gave me her. And I thank God for the fact that he gave her to us, to my family, because she was honestly an angel. Now... Remember how I talked about before, in case you don't remember, go back and listen to the podcast episodes. Don't be skipping the episodes, please. But in case you don't remember, before I talked about how I was so radically different. I'm a ra- like, not radically different, but I'm kind of not like the traditional Bahamian male, you know? Some that they outside and I talked about it. They are outside on lunchtime playing basketball. I'm inside reading a book. Uh, after school, they playing game. I acquire practice. Uh, I didn't have, actually have, I barely had any male friends in school. And it was, I just never had anything to talk to them about that I had in common with them. And I primarily then tended and tend to have female friends because I can talk to my female friends about me reading books and I can talk to my female friends about, you know, uh, my poetry and stuff like that. I can't talk to no dude about poetry. I can talk to no dude about poetry. Like, back then, 
know when I was in primary school and stuff, I couldn't talk to no dude about poetry. Poetry. Please. I couldn't talk about those things. And so, you know, being so different, it made me, it, it was hell for me in a way. Because I became a prisoner to my own differences. And it didn't help that I used to get called a sissy for it. Listen, oh my gosh, boy. I would get called a sissy for everything. Let me tell you how it is, right? So, a sissy is a derogatory term that we use in the Bahamas too. You know, y- y- y'all, y- y'all should you know, piece that together, however you piece it together. Let me tell you, first one, first insult, I get called a sissy for not playing basketball. I don't play basketball. I can't shoot a ball. What you want me to do? First time. First time I got called a sissy. Second time I get called a sissy, I stay inside reading. My bad. I, I just don't want to be, I just, I just want to read, but okay. Third time I get called a sissy. By this time, I was a triplicate sissy. First, third time I get called a sissy, I go in choir practice. You was a nigga in the choir. Oh, can I live? Fourth time I get called a sissy. Okay, I have female friends. So, it was literally, I couldn't win for losing. Literally. Saying to myself would cause me to, would make an avenue for me to be, you know, called what and what's not. And not saying to myself, people would just realize how different I was. And then it would just lead to more issues for me anyway. And the thing about it is, and the actual thing about it is, I wish that I had cared less about what people had to say about me and what I was doing. Back then, I wish I had cared less. I honestly do, but I was so, I was so in my mind about, oh, oh, they they called me all these things. Uh, okay, they they said all these things about me, and this one is gonna think this about me, and this one's gonna think about that about me all this time. These people are losers. Keep in mind, you. Keep in mind, these aren't, <laughs> these aren't no, these ain't no diaper. A super ex, a super gallifragilisticexpialidocious extra type of people. No. They are regular students, just like me. And somehow I managed to convince myself that any meaningless insults that they gave me mattered and that they defined me in any type of way. Somehow I managed to convince myself of that. And that made my differences for me. That made the things that made me different hell. Because why am I different? Why can't I be like that boy who's shooting the basketball? Why can't why can't I enjoy shooting the basketball? Why do I have to enjoy reading? Why do I have to enjoy writing poetry? Why do I have to enjoy giving speeches? Why do I have to enjoy those things? I don't want to enjoy those things. And I became very discouraged in myself because I couldn't be like everyone else. I couldn't be normal. And my aunt Maggie, my auntie, my auntie, was one of the first people who made me feel, realize that my differences aren't just what make me unique, but my differences are what make me extraordinary. 
My auntie was a librarian and she would let me sit in the library and read book upon book upon book upon book upon book upon book upon book. Me being in the choir, my auntie would my, my auntie was proud of me. Me being doing any extracurriculars, me doing anything that related to speech or debate or anything like that, my auntie was proud of me. If I didn't play sports, okay, so he ain't playing sports, but my auntie found a way to make me feel as if everything that made me me wasn't a curse. She spoke life into me. She told me that I was special and I mattered. And, and keep in mind, these are things that I've always heard from my family. These are things my family's always told me. But the, when my auntie told me it, somehow it just, I felt as if it held more weight because she would see all the things that made me different, the staying inside and reading and the not playing sports and all of that. And she would never tell me, oh, JJ, you know, you go pick, you could go pick up that basketball or, or JJ, you know, you could do this and that. And the third, she would read my poetry. My auntie was one of the first persons to read my poetry before anyone else did. She would, I love Disney. I as a, I as a dude, I love Disney. I love Disney. Wait, what? My auntie would go and buy a new Disney DVD every week when I used to when I used to stay by her during the summer. Almost every week, we used to go and buy a new Disney movie to watch. Man, I stayed by her in the summer. We used to go, and because we used to go from Hawksville, and we would drive up to town because she worked at the library, and then we when we were when we were walking back to the bus stop. She would, we would stop at the DVD shop that was there at the time, and she would buy a DVD, a Disney DVD. And I know you're thinking in your head, JJ, what that, what does any of this have to do with encouraging somebody? My auntie was the first person who encouraged me to completely and utterly be myself by telling me that nothing was wrong with me. And she told me that by accepting all my little quirks and all the things that made me different in myself. That's how she encouraged me. And she never got to knew, know it because she passed um, a few years back, but she saved my life. She saved my life. Because had it not been for her instructing me and teaching me that I'm okay. This is who I am, and I am strong in the fact of who I am. I don't think I would have been here today. I don't think I would have. To encourage someone is to pour love and hope into them. And I realized that I realized that most actually when I was being discouraged, when that hope and that joy was being yucked out of me, when someone when people was yucking it out of me, I realized that being encouraged must feel like the opposite of this. 
and must feel so entirely different from this. And that's why it's important not only to encourage others, but to allow others to encourage you. Because so often we pour love, joy, and hope into others, and then we don't allow them to pour it into us. So we're just an empty cup pouring into an empty cup, pouring into another empty cup, filling someone up from a supply that we don't even have ourselves. We don't have that supply ourselves. Because oftentimes we go through situations, we go through life, we go through things that are happening in our circumstances. And all the while we can tell someone else, hey, just look up. Look up to the hills. Your help is coming. But we won't let them tell us to look up to the hills. We won't allow ourselves to be encouraged. We won't allow ourselves to feel the relief that we give to other people that we should be giving to other people. We don't allow ourselves to feel that. Why don't we allow ourselves to feel that peace? Listen, being encouraged can make the difference between happiness and misery, between life and death even. It can even make the difference between life and death. That's how serious it is to allow yourself to be encouraged, to find encouragement. To encourage yourself even. You don't have to depend on someone else to encourage you. You can tell yourself these things about yourself, that I am wonderful, that I am important, that I am what Fantasia say? I'm here. You can tell yourself that you are here. That you matter. You can tell yourself these things. You can encourage yourself. And you can also allow others to encourage you. It's okay to be comforted by someone. It's okay for someone to tell you that things are going to be fine. That is okay. Because often we don't allow others to encourage us because we're prideful. I don't need to be encouraged. I'm fine. I don't need them telling me things. I know things can be okay. You know, I, I cool, bro. I cool. I cool. Bro, 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 bro. I cool. I cool. I cool. I cool. You cool. And then someone say wrong one word, one wrong word to you, and then you just blowing up. You gassing everybody, yo. Telling everybody about they man, they pa, and they grammy. You telling everybody about themselves. We need encouragement. We are human beings. We are, listen, we are literally destined to fall down. We are imperfect. That's the truth. We are not going to be 100% all of the time. There will be situations. There will be circumstances like I just said. There will be things that occur and we will not be okay through all of them. And that is okay. Because every situation that we go through does not last forever. There's even a scripture verse that I love. And it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are nothing to be compared to the glory that is to come. So I reckon that the pain that I might be experiencing from what happened to me. For I reckon that 
the pain that I am going through, for I reckon that the pain that I might go through in the future is nothing that is is nothing compared to the glory that is at the end of the road. Be encouraged. Know that your situation isn't forever. So we love to make a temporary situation, a temporary situation, a permanent one. We love to think of something temporary as permanent. But let me tell you something. Nothing on earth is permanent. Nothing on earth, nothing physical is permanent. No situation that you are going through. Nothing that you may be feeling, nothing that you might be have experienced in your past, in your childhood, in your youth, that you might be experiencing in your teenage years, in your 20s, or even however old you might be. It won't last forever. Eventually, you will see the other side of that storm cloud. Eventually, you, you will see the sun. You're going to see the other side of the sun. You just keep holding on. Allow others to tell you that eventually your help is coming. Look towards the hills. Look up. And I never understood the importance of that verse until I said it just now. Look up. It isn't just about looking towards the hills. Hills go up. It's about telling you to look up. Don't spend your head, don't spend your life with your head bowed down on the ground because you experienced something and it may have bent you. You can't allow yourself to be broken. Because we we can get bent. That's okay to get bent. Okay? You can you can bend the arm behind your back, but your bent's not breaking. You allow the wind, okay? So you allow that situation to push you down. You allow that situation to bend you a bit. You know, you allow that situation to cause you to go a little lopsided, to cause your arms to go all over the place. You allow that situation to push you back a bit. But you better not allow it to crum- make you crumble. And you better not allow it to make you fall down. We bend, but we don't break. Like a tree in a hurricane almost. You will see a tree in a hurricane. A tree in a hurricane will bend this way and that before it breaks. It will always bend before it breaks. Don't allow yourself to be broken by your circumstance. Don't allow yourself to be broken by your situation. Look up. Look up towards the light. Look up towards where your help is coming from. Look up. That verse is telling you not to, don't look down. Don't keep your head bowed down. Don't give your neck a breakup situation <laughs> where your neck always bend down because your head always looking at the floor. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what to do because you feel so over and complete with life that you just feel as if nothing even matters, that nothing is important, that nothing is relevant. So you spend your life trying not to be seen by everyone who made it their business to make you feel as if you weren't worthy enough to be seen. Lift up your head to the rising sun. No, but for real though, lift up your head. Lift up your head. Look towards the sun. Look towards the light. Look up to the hills. The help comes from the high point. You may not see your help now. You may not see that joy now. 
You may not see that peace now. You may not see that prosperity now, but look up because it is coming. You just have to believe that it is coming. You just have to allow it to come. So I'm going to say something that may make y'all a little bit upset. But what you are going through right now, it doesn't really matter. That sounds bad, but it's the truth. It doesn't matter. Compared to what you are going to receive once you get out of it. That's the truth. What you are going through right now compared to what you are about to be when you get out of your situation is completely inconsequential. It's minute. It's small. And when you get to the other side of your situation, you can look back at what happened to you. And you will be able to say, I remember when you stepped on me and now I have made you my footstool. Isn't that something? Your situation will become your footstool. If only you will allow yourself to be encouraged. If only you will encourage yourself and know that your help is coming to you. And before we end, there's a song that, and I've never done this before, but there's a song that I want you to listen to. It's called Encourage Yourself by Sherry Moffat, I believe. I want you to listen to that song. And I want you to follow it word for word. And I want you to believe it. Okay? My name is John Shaquille Poitier Jr., DJJJ. <laughs> My name is John Shaquille Boyter Jr. And this is my podcast. Darling, I'm depressed again. Don't tell my mother. Until next time.